Hello, I'm Kiara, world traveler, breathwork facilitator, and life coach. In this podcast, we deconstruct overrated societal norms and shed some light on what it means to be human. From taboo topics such as orgasms to vulnerable conversations on childhood trauma, no topic is off limits. You'll walk away with alternative healing modalities, mindset hacks, and most importantly, a new perspective. In a world where most people are just surviving, I want to help you thrive. Now let's go deeper. Hello, welcome to the Going Deeper podcast. Um, Today I have Andrew Saldana on with me. He is actually my best friend for like 13 years. We met in middle school. um, And yeah, we've just always been in touch despite our travels, despite everything, (laughs) relationships. What else? What else, Andrew? Uh, I don't know. Have we ever even fought? I don't think we've ever fought. Oh, hell yeah, we fought. Yeah. We've been very separate people, but still connected. Like Mm -hmm. we always share our uh, trials and tribulations with each other. And yeah. it was it was more I, I this is the type of friendships that I do like like even with Mark who's another one of our close friends just you we don't need to be in each other's lives 24 7 but mm-hmm. we could go back to each other and be like hey this is happening can we talk or something like that and yeah. just get someone else's opinion and being the opposite gender is a great aspect to it because I feel like I as a man am stupid to women things it's like a look inside the opposite sex's mind you know like like for our own purposes yeah so I actually thought about this today I went on a run and I was just like why was my I guess we'll I kind of going into it already but there was a previous girlfriend and she had problems with me and you talking and I'm just like she's literally my best friend like (laughs) uh I've talked to her about a lot of things even before you and probably after you well I didn't say that oh my god yeah don't say that (laughs) no no but like like it's like uh, I don't know (laughs) We'll Side talk about that. Tangent, like I always have to tell Andrew, like, hey, yeah, it's not okay to say that to girls. I don't. I I, okay, I think that now in my mind, like there's majority of time, I would say like 95% of the time, I don't do it just to like, I want to hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it is that reason, it's to, it's to set a tone that you probably did something to me or not you but someone did something to me and now I have to kind of retaliate and yeah what makes you want to retaliate though I get no so I don't get there's rare really rare occasions so I guess I I know you wanted to talk about relationships so let's just go into it okay most recent uh and so I think you know me and you're kind of like the same thing. We go into relationships and we're relationships type of people. We don't want to like. We're serial monogamous, unfortunately. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know about serial monogamous. I just, so I've had this weird fear or not weird fear. It makes sense for me. I think a lot of things are risk factors, right? So um, when I, the reason why I don't, I, I don't think I have, well, I don't have a high body count, quote unquote, like. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sex. Yeah. <laughs> um, hit list. <laughs> yeah. Hit list. And I don't have, uh, I had most majority of my relationship have been like three months or longer or six months or longer, uh, depending. But the reason being is I get it too in my head that like, if so, for some reason I get this girl pregnant whether the condom breaks or something else happens, I don't know what it is, that I'm going to be with them forever, no matter how you look at it. Like you're going to, whether you're not together or not, you're going to, they're now your kid's 
parent and I don't want to be like, oh, you deal with the kid, bye. So I'm going to be a pit party. So that has been a thing I've always thought about. (laughs) I think you told me this too, like five, six years ago, we were like fairly young. You even said that to me. Yeah. And it's weird. It's, it's so weird because I don't think about it. Um, And I've, I've told my friends this too. I'm, I think I'm really bad at getting the first date of everything because I overthink everything. I'm like, oh, does she actually like me, et cetera, et cetera. But once I get the first date, not meant to to my own horn, but a lot of, I I don't see it not lasting. Like 99% of women that I go after the first date want to keep seeing me. And mm. I and I want to get things serious. Like I want to progress things. So you date, I'm that type you date to, what is it? Date to marry, right? You're dating because you see a future with someone for that. I, yes, initially. And then mm-hmm. things change. <laughs> well, I started yeah. to realize. So like I have to, I've gone through this whole process of like, I think that my whole thought process of doing that makes sense. And I think uh, it makes sense for me other people are different um but like it shouldn't stop me from kind of quote-unquote exploring or being afraid that someone doesn't like me there's been times where I've noticed where I all logic kind of goes out the window and I think a lot of people do that um Mm -hmm. when you start feeling something for someone I I, I'm sorry to interrupt but like I think that's Amazing. And I used to be exactly like you, chronic overthinker. I still am an overthinker, let's be real. But when it comes to relationships, I feel like they're supposed to be passionate. They're supposed to be fun. You know, like I don't think it's something that you logic your way into or out of. I think it's just something you feel into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what I was learning too, because I was thinking, since we were going to have this conversation, I was thinking about my previous major relationships I think and by major I don't mean like long term or not I just think the ones that changed my perspective on things um and relationships um and two come into factor one of them was I had a friend for a while that I knew since middle school and then we didn't start dating until after high school and it for me it was like I loved her but I also felt like something was off and it was always off but then like I I wanted it since I knew her for so long I wanted it to work out and then I, I then I started kind of like I became a person I fucking hated like I I was I I, I knew something was off and I couldn't put my, uh, like, head to it. Like, um, and I also didn't want to believe it. Uh, so I, like, I knew what gym she went to. I was going to give her a present or whatever. And then I found her with her ex. And then that was just, like, not doing anything. But they went to the gym together. So I just told her, and this was, like, in the beginning of us dating, but I was just telling her, I'm, like, I'm not trying to compete with someone that's with their ex because, honestly, you guys have history and I'm going to lose. That's just fact, I think. Um, And that's why I have a high, for me, I have a very big rule for myself. Don't put this on anyone else, but I do not talk to my exes, especially no I do not talk to my exes especially when I'm with someone now like just done blocked everything you do not contact me (laughs) I don't try to contact you it's just a rule for me um but then I kind of like started cyber stalking I've like I was like is this what women do I'm losing my fucking you went down the rabbit hole oh yeah (laughs) Uh, it, it was just the thing is so I loved her but I don't think it was like insane um because I had uh, other loves that I think were uh, way better um but it was just I, I think the reason being that I go back to is that we were friends before and I'm like, no, she can't do this. I know her. Like, why would she do all this? And et cetera. Like I would always say that to my mind, 
but then I would like, no, I, I knew, but I didn't want to know, or I didn't want to believe it. And then finally I went on a trip uh, to Boston with my family. And then I found, uh, I did cyber stalking again. And I found out with her, another guy, not even her ex, but like he tagged her and before she could take it down, I saw, and they're just on the beach making out. Like, and I'm just like, oh, what God. the fuck? And then, so I have very, I have very, very high, I guess I would say, I wouldn't say standards for myself, but I try to be nice person. Um, but I just like only shit. I'm like, oh, blah, 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 you slut. Or <laughs> something like that. And I'm just like texting this and trying to call wow. her because she doesn't want to answer it. And I was just like, uh, after that, I was just like, this is not who I am. Like, why did I get to this place? I understand seeing red, but I'm just like, uh, so that happened. I was basically like destroyed. Also thinking like, what did I do? Am I is something wrong with me um was she just not into it like does she have her own problems maybe she's dealing with and I think most of the time that's the main reason like everyone's going through some shit um and also I've I think you said this too um like each person is in a different point in their life and thought process or cycle I guess and if you're not lined up it it really does cause some weird shit because um yeah I don't know I maybe also I was just taking too much into it and being too serious this was your first love right from what I remember um your first yeah I would first serious yeah first Mm. serious love um it was eye-opening and I got like really depressed and also I didn't know what to do. Um, this was, it was weird for me. It was a learning process, but then I've, <laughs> I had an epiphany of just epiphany, epiphany. I don't know how you say it, <laughs> uh, of just basically figuring out that like my main concern is I, I knew that it was, all of it was happening. I denied it. And I also try to control her by like always checking up on her, etc. And oh, so I, you took her back after the cheating, right? No, no. Oh, this okay. was like during Before. the whole cheating. Oh, like, okay, got it. Um and then I realized that like I don't want to be that person. And secondly, like as much as you can try to you can't really control another person you can't like Mm -hmm. manipulation but that that that's a whole nother story that I'm gonna go into (laughs) but um Tony Robbins uh when I went to one of his events he basically said people will always do what what they think is best for them yeah you know like in her head she was doing you know like she was doing what was best for her yeah and Honestly, unless you have years with a person or maybe their family or something, like you can't expect someone to be doing something in your benefit. Like you could do stuff for other people. You have control over yourself, but you can't control them. So that got me, that really was an eye opener for me. Um, So then a couple years pass, I ended up going on a traveling group. And um, I got into another relationship. It ended up going very bad, but um, (laughs) it started off really well. And I think the reason why is I thought she was this person that I think was honestly uh, the type of person I usually look for. (laughs) So it's kind of weird to say uh, how is she how is she the type of person you usually look for okay so the number one or not number one thing one of the things I always get friends who are girls that ask me is like do you care about body Uh, like uh, how a girl looks or whatever I don't care about figure but (laughs) there's a weird thing or not weird there's a thing that my dad said before he passed away and it's basically make sure the girl has a pretty face because you're going to be waking up to that pretty face every single day. <laughs> I was just like, 
wow, <laughs> that makes total sense. But like, you also have to have attraction for someone, right? Mm-hmm. And I think she did. That, that was one of the main things that I look for. And then secondly, uh, I don't know. Uh, if people don't know me, I have my own company. I I'm a very serious business person, I think. But in my personal life, I love fucking around. <laughs> like he's being very just, modest. He has done so well for himself, even at such a young age. You've always done amazing things. Invested in uh, Bitcoin hella early. So. <laughs> I I also I, thanks, but I also like those are things that interest me. Like mm-hmm. it's not that like I'm amazing, and uh, this goes to a thing that I was just recently talking about with my mom. It was like I have this weird thought process, or not thought process, but everyone since I was growing up told me that I was smart or uh, I'm going to do great things. But now I kind of have the anxiety or I really just noticed that I have the anxiety to do something great because of all that. Like, oh, I'm going to let people down, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm, I, I understand that. And now I'm feeling like, what do I actually like doing? And I do like doing the Bitcoin stuff and coding and all that stuff. And it's just, mm-hmm. I really love doing what I want to do. And um, we're all constantly changing. I know right now you're kind of... um trying to put your focus elsewhere and doing side projects right now and um yeah we're all in a constant state of flow and i love how you're like not afraid you know to try new things either yeah yeah i say you take that to the max and i want to <laughs> do you <laughs> i want to do that <laughs> um but like I, again i always think about risks that's my biggest thing um risk management but yeah yeah i want to <laughs> do everything <laughs> oh god um, but it's great uh but either way so because of that um i'm a very serious person i work and all that stuff uh but apart from that i want my i want to be a fucking child <laughs> like i mm-hmm. i said this and um there was i want to be a child so i look for that i want to be like joyful playful i want to have these type of talks that we get into our mindset about our previous experiences or current experiences like how we're learning from them yeah and like I like to have fun but I'm not the type of partier that always goes out like every Mm -hmm. weekend or something like that like I have I want to do stuff but it has to be a setting for me um and honestly I thought that was kind of all she was doing but I realized in um or that she was like that but I realized that I kind of all I saw her was going out to things to have fun because those were the times I was going out and um I it it was enjoy it it was joyful for the first couple months but then I realized the fights got insane um and the how to go through this <laughs> um it it got weird real fast or not weird it got hard I think the biggest thing for me since I learned that I didn't want to control anyone or I couldn't control anyone I didn't try I I think I was pretty good in that fact I just it, it, like there was one moment where um so I to give people context I was in a group of 30 people traveling the world it's it's called remote year they still exist I don't think they're doing any programs but you go to month to month with this big group of people um there was one girl we all we were all walking to a bar and there was this one girl uh talking to me and then my girlfriend at the time talking to another guy and she's all like you're just gonna let her do that and she's talking to him i'm like i have no control over her and also like she's just talking like <laughs> she's all like uh and this was an older lady and she was or yeah lady and she was just telling me wow you're way more um what is it called like mature mature and why <laughs> than most people your age i'm like Oh I don't. Um I know. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. I mean I, I, oh, I, I just, you said like what? <laughs> I was um, like the confidence. No. <laughs> um 
but the thing is throughout that whole relationship i realized that it wasn't reciprocated um there was uh, whether she was doing it on purpose or not there was always uh i think looking back it was manipulation it was like the if i like she could be talking to this guy i wouldn't care i'm like she she's a human she does do you whatever think she... do you think you kind of suppressed your feelings in a way though like yeah in a definitely. sense yeah suppression did you hold uh, so it, it against her some like cause uh, when we suppress we also kind of you know there's like that little like grudge that we kind of hold that little tally yeah so yeah. so that's what i also thought well in the moment no I think looking after I realized all this stuff because also people told me that are my friends from the group. They're all like, yeah, you were a pushover. Like you, there was a lot of things that um, you let I feel like I let her do. And it was looking back at it, it was bad, but also I didn't care. Um, I don't know, but going to a fact, like, I, I don't know if she was manipulating on purpose or she, maybe it is a manipulation, but there was, she's talking to this guy. If I talk to any other girl, um, whether it was you or someone else from the group, and I have no attraction to them whatsoever, she would just say, oh, you like her, huh? Blah, blah, blah. And it would start fights. And then meaning that I didn't want to ever i mean i don't want to cause fights i just stopped talking to them and that would happen with every girl that mm. was in the group so i just i got into this bubble of just me and her and so in your attempt to not be controlling you ended up being controlled i guess i don't know i think it was different aspect because i feel like if i didn't control she could have done the same thing and it would have been fine you get mm. me like um but then other things came up. Like it always felt like I wasn't able to do enough. I wanted to keep providing whether it was like going out to eat or doing all that stuff. Like there was always something that she said that I didn't do enough of. Um, and then it got to the point where it, I, I always saw it as like, oh, maybe these are just bad things of her. But the thing is, to be honest, the reason why I fell in love with her was she's really caring. That was the most I've ever felt cared for in a relationship. Like, um, and I wanted to reciprocate that back. Uh, in what ways? Made... Physical touch or just in general watching over you? Oh, no. She has like this, she has this mom caring aspect to her. Mm. I guess weird to say mom, but like. No, yeah. It's like, like every every female has that, some more than others, but like maternal instinct kind of. Yeah. And it wasn't, uh, I don't know. The the biggest, that is what attracted me. Um, and then just pure, like I could be a child with her. That was still a thing. That was great. Um but then I started realizing as we're getting into more big fights um, and just breaking down, because my biggest thing is when things are breaking down, I want to understand um, there's this psychological study that when people start getting into serious relationships, um, there's always something that happens where they start testing the um, relationship, whether it's one person is trying to cause fights to see how far they could push you or the other person is trying to like stay away because they don't want to seem like they're too needy or something like that. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's a point. Um, so I wanted to step back and try to understand if I'm doing that or if she's doing that, et cetera. But then while I was doing that, I realized that there was a lot of things that I was just like, why are you like this? Like it tainted my mind where everything daily was negative. And I don't know if that was because of our relationship or just because it's she's going through things or I don't know. But so wait, you kind of did you just kind of step back? You're saying you step back and you were assessing the relationship from an, like a third perspective in a sense, yeah, right? Like yeah. without emotional involvement, you're like, okay, like this is happening. Am I right? Am I wrong? You know, or yeah. um, am I am I overreacting? Am I not overreacting? Is she overreacting? Kind of thing, right? You were kind of assessing the situation. That and trying to analyze based on the people we are because you're two separate people mm -hmm. um whether she's the type of person that was 
not the way I grew up or how, how she grew up and how I could and she's, work with that. She was born in Ireland, right? Could I remember? Yeah, but yeah. let's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh, I'm trying to steal away from a lot of information. Got it. Sorry. Because <laughs> I don't. But yeah, so I'm just just pointing out, putting it out there that it's two completely different cultural values, two different set of cultures. You were born in America, you know, in California, yeah. SoCal. Yeah. And she was born on the other side of the world. That and like we had totally different childhoods. I'm trying to. Uh, I still respect her privacy so i'm not going into a lot of information yeah. this is like mm-hmm. i'm step, stepping yeah but, um like I, the biggest thing for me i realize is in my family you everyone gossips but um my mom does it a lot but <laughs> um there's gossip and then there's talking shit about people and i think oh. that was constant and i'm like is it because she's unhappy with like where she's at now or is it just how it always is and like even her best friends in the group she would just hammer through like talking shit about them I'm like they're your friends why are you doing this like it's okay to like criticize someone or like not criticize critique someone but like everyone does that but like you're literally just and they they're not there to defend themselves so you're like literally bagging on them for no reason and I brought that up to her multiple times. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to stop. I'm just like, but why do you have to do that? Like, there's no point. Um, so She's then projecting I, her own insecurities. Yeah. Yeah. And I realized that like during that time. Um, but then it kind of, I'm the type of person, and I think most men are, um, try to solve things when women don't necessarily <laughs> want it to be solved. Yep. <laughs> I realized that the hard way. <laughs> um, but then there came to a point where the emotional, whether it was abuse or not, I'm still determining it, um, became physical. Like, uh, you could hit me in the arm multiple times, that's fine. But the moment you hit my face, oh, wow Uh, like you what and I was just like you hit me again I'm out I like done that that's the one hit that you get I don't hit you like that's not a thing like you could cuss me out as much as you want etc but I don't hit the second time came I I realized that I was so scared of being in the wrong like maybe if i hit her then think people are gonna i think i'm a bad person or if i hit her etc i'm gonna go jail or something like that so i never so hit her struggling what to do with like how to react basically yeah and, and like, here, she hit you. yeah and here it was like not soft hits like she even grabbed my neck one time and scratched my neck like, and there was a scar um so like so I had to, uh, my whole thought process was I'm not going to hit her. I never did. And I tried pushing her, but she has a lot of force. <laughs> so I tried, like, there was multiple times where I had to push her to the side and run out of the room and all that stuff. And it just got really bad to the point, like, oh, I go back to it. Like the second time she hit me, I realized that that was not going to be my relationship forever. But again, I'm traveling the whole world with multiple people. I'm going to have to see her. And also the other messed up thing is that when you, uh, so we didn't live together in the beginning, but then we ended up living together midway. And in order to move out, you are together, you have to wait a month until you could live somewhere else. Yeah, in a different country. Yeah, so I realized that I was going to be stuck with this no matter what, unless I, like, get an Airbnb. Why I didn't do that, I still regret not doing that. So then the whole trip ends, and I don't think I've told many people, not even my family, but I ended up going to therapy because I honestly did not feel like myself. I, mm-hmm. I felt weird. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, like... Was it depression? Was it just? No, I just didn't know. Main thing, I didn't know who I was anymore. And second, like, 
didn't mm, like i kept saying am i the reason like it was the fights my my fault like was that everything um and i think also you were going through such a transition in your life from yeah. spending a year abroad you know like all this serotonin and dopamine running through your body because hey like you were having some amazing experiences <laughs> you were out and about you know you were doing things that most people don't get to do in their lifetimes yeah um and then coming back home you know to where you grew yeah. up you know, and then like, it feels like everything got kind of taken away from you, a relationship, like, and granted, it was a roller coaster, but that even more so because it was a roller coaster, you know, yeah. with all the travel and everything and just coming back. I mean, that was, it's big. It's a huge transition. So yeah. it's understandable. Yeah. And going from that to, I think realizing a lot of things like, uh, no matter how everyone anyone says it, um, everyone has some type of how would I say part in something. Um, now, not saying that like everyone in abuse is not the main reason, but like I, I think one of my biggest regrets, uh, and I try not to have regrets, but also I'm not thinking about that anymore. <laughs> um, is like I should have just broken off early, dealt with seeing her every month or whatever, dealing with that shit. If people took sides, people took sides. I want to applaud you so much. I don't know if I ever told you. I was on the opposite end. Like I was physically abused um, by by my first boyfriend. Um. So like for you to have the self-awareness, you know, it could have easily gone the other way. And I know you would never lay a finger on a girl. I know you're way too nice of you for that. <laughs> but like how you struggled with yourself, you know, yeah. having that self-awareness and like just being able to be like step aside and be like, okay, this is not who I want to be. Like, what do I do? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into these fights, you know, and she's hitting me and like having that self-control, even though you were obviously... You know, I'm, I don't even know how you were feeling because like being a male and going through it is such a different stigma than being a female and going through it. So did you ever feel shame about what people would think? No, not really, because I usually don't care about what people think about me. <laughs> no, I didn't tell them until after, but that was mainly because. Um, uh, I don't know why that big. Oh, I think the biggest reason was I I was too scared of people choosing sides. I I thought like no one would want to hang out with me after, so that was mainly the reason. It wasn't because I would care what they think. It was just more like I would be alone in different cities. Um, uh, I feel like she had more friends. Um, come to a fact when I told people about how I felt and everything they're all like what no like we love you i'm like oh thanks <laughs> what about you did um um i didn't tell anyone i think when i finally had it i had enough yeah i did it i actually did not tell anyone no um why is that you know what it's you know how abusers, um, most, they tend to be very possessive and they take you away from your friends and family group. That's like the first thing they do. And to an extent, I know you kind of mentioned she did that to you, you know, like it was just you two because she was very possessive and very jealous. Um, he was like that as well. So just very jealous, very possessive. And I, it came to a point where I, did, I had shut out everyone. Oh, so. Yeah to a point there was no one to really tell you know and it's what i'm just gonna come out How'd... of hiding kind of i guess and be like hey by the way yeah. he's he hit me you know it was um it was definitely isolating and yeah you don't really have many options so i truly feel so bad for for victims of abuse that actually like had to endure that for years there's such a big difference between actually being loved and feeling loved. Feeling loved has everything to do with you and how you are interpreting certain actions, how you are processing that internally and the feelings that come out of it. 
being loved on the other hand has to do about the other person and how they feel about you how they are processing your actions and presence and your just your entire being um so when someone hits you that's obviously not love that's their own internal turmoil their repressed anger insecurities etc whatever 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 they're operating off of um and there could be so many reasons but that does not make it right and that definitely does not mean you should stay um there are plenty of other people in this world that you can actually that can actually love you at a depth that you're meant to be loved like i said earlier i now realize my worth so i would never accept that ever again and i would never want anyone any one of my friends or family to ever go through that so you do owe it to yourself to find that kind of love and i know you specifically you fell for her because she was deeply caring and you've never really been cared for in that capacity. Yeah. Um, and obviously you had all these memories with her and such a strong bond. Um, I can't imagine how hurt you felt when she started hitting you. So I guess I wanted to ask what your first reactions were um, if you made excuses for her. I uh, did not make excuses for her. It was mostly just like, um, I don't know. Uh, what was my thought process? I think I immediately shut down and just went to like that was not okay because I don't do that um I'm mostly referencing myself like I understand stood that it was okay um but then I think it was mainly uh, the first time was definitely like oh it's probably just like uh, the first, I mean, the one and only time. And I also brought it up. Uh, I, I, so I shut down and then it happened again. And I was just like, uh, I, I basically told her a warning, like you hit me one more time. It, this is completely over. That's not okay. Um, and then it didn't happen for like another two or three months. And then, yeah, then it got really bad. But then at that point, we're like six months into it. I was already and that's when I kind of got checked out of the relationship and fights did happen more because I was checked out. Um, I didn't put as much effort, but I also didn't cheat because I don't do that. But uh, that's a battle that I'm still facing in my head. Like, was that the right move? Whether Was I just strolling along and just, I don't know. Um, but like, yeah, then the thought process of, was like i'm still gonna have to live with her i can't move out um i still would have to see her all the time uh if she's talking to her friends or talking to me about other people even her friends badly what is she going to talk to everyone else about um and yeah people won't hang out with me um or yeah what lies or what would she say to make me look in a bad light but it was that was kind of the thought process it was never that like I didn't know it was wrong um and I knew I didn't want to live with it forever so I was just like yeah it's not going to be a permanent thing um and then just the reactions of how I reacted to everything like I, I I don't know I mean you Kiara has known me for a long time I really don't get angry that much and or I don't think I've ever seen you angry yeah and when I do it's more like I be quiet and I don't say anything and I might talk to you about it later I might not but then if I get I didn't know I could get pushed to a limit with her because a I got to a point where I had to defend myself because I was getting scratches on my face or like bruises um and I had to like push her off and do uh uh, like hold her down and like it's just not a person that I wanted to be and I, I looked into the future as myself and didn't want to be physical in any way like that sex wise yeah Yeah, very physical (laughs) (laughs) oh god but what about you um 
I I did want to touch on that really quick. Um, okay, well, let, let me answer your question. As far as excuses, I think it was one of those things that um, I was not used to. This was my first ever relationship. And yeah, I think it was more like, wow, he, and this is a fucked up thought process, but it was almost intoxicating. Um, like where it's just like, wow, he cares about me enough to, you know, to fight for us and to do this and that. And like, yeah. it was very dramatic, very like, yeah, it just wasn't a healthy dynamic. Also, I think, well, I, I do. <laughs> Uh, my my view in it is because your family kind of didn't yeah. give you much attention or mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, exactly. That was new to you. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. like having someone fight for me and having someone be there. And like I mentioned earlier, it's how I interpreted his actions. Um, for me at the time that meant, oh, wow, he must really love me, you know. Um, I, I, I saw what he was doing. I, I, I process his actions as like, oh, okay, well he cares for me. He loves me. You know, like it might not be the right way of doing it, but at least he's fighting for me. Right. Um, what I didn't, yeah. And what I didn't realize at the time, it's like, no, this is on him. This is him acting out things either from his past or whatever he's projecting onto me or taking out on me. That's all about him and nothing to do with me. Yeah. And I didn't know that at the time I thought it was me and I thought it was, Oh, okay. He loves me. And Um, you would want to try to fix the things that exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely made excuses for him and I didn't realize my own worth. I didn't realize that I had any other options. I thought, okay, well, he's the like especially being young and like living with him I didn't know I had other options I didn't know I could leave or move out or get help um and now I do and I wish I would have known then that I could have I could have left I didn't even see it as an option and if I did I don't remember like being brave enough or courageous enough or having that like knowing that that had the power to change my life yeah um until I left now that you say that, I think for me, the physical part was, yeah, the end game. But um, I think just the mental, um, mental, like, this stableness. I don't know how to say that word. Or mental, like. Strength. Uh, un- uncertainty of, like, every day. I, I even told her this. Every day I feel like I was wa- walking on eggshells because mm. I didn't know if like even making coffee or getting water and I didn't bring her a water bottle was going to cause a huge fight. <laughs> and it, it, it got draining because I was always then scared of like what it could lead to. Um, and yeah the 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 hitting like I knew I was gonna leave but the the mental stuff between the hitting like the good or that was happening during the good times like I would do the same thing I would just try to be the best person for her and not necessarily being me because I'm trying to make her happy and not cause a fight so instead of stating your needs you were yeah yeah you kind of and, like it was less about making excuses but your actions were just like okay I'm just gonna try to avoid this and yeah yeah like for the example way. like the the whole girls thing like I she's like oh you like her or something like I started realizing that and I would be like okay well if I don't talk to any girls and I would never get her fight and, <laughs> or something like that <laughs> so it's just like uh, yeah I would cause a lot of I would say a lot of excuses for just the mental and verbal fights I guess than anything physical but I yeah that was still I consider that mental abuse but it was it was more draining than anything else because oh you get tired real fast if it's mental (laughs) yeah um so I know we touched earlier about hitting hitting back and um 
I know I feel like it's a case by case basis because sometimes you have to be the bigger person to de-escalate the situation and find a way out. And it looks like you kind of did sometimes by, you know, walking on eggshells and walking around it. Um, And obviously it's different when it's a man undergoing the abuse because, you know, you like, obviously you didn't want to hit back and you didn't want to be that person, but also like you, at the end of the day, you did have the strength to an extent, I know she was strong from what you were telling me, yeah. to um, to protect yourself. But I, for women, it's so much different. And really, um, it's assessing the situation and, you know, making yourself safe and making sure you're safe um, so you could eventually leave. But what do you have to say to that as far as hitting back? Um, I think that fully depends on the situation. It's very hard to go black or white. Um, I think I've said this in, I mean, back, I mean, previously, um, maybe I didn't, but if it's uh, an object or she's trying to really hurt me, not just hit me, um, I don't feel sorry for not, for hitting her. (laughs) It might not be in the face. It might be something so I could get away, but like, uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's all, it all depends on person, but you have to realize that if you want to be a good person, you have to th- have the thought process rather than um, going on with full anger and then hitting one. Like, is she really mm-hmm. going to hurt you? Are these punches like to your arm and nothing's really happening? Um, yeah. Not getting or, swept up in the moment. Yeah. You know, Cause yeah. yeah. Like it's when it's anger, there's a lot of passion flowing and there's a lot of energy and you're just like, Oh, you know, and I remember me, like I, I got caught up in some of the fights instead of looking at it from a third person, like taking myself out of the situation, being like, okay, what is going to de-escalate this right now so I can leave, so I can, so I can be safe. Um, at that time I was just like, no. And I would like yell and scream back and hit sometimes hit back. And it was just, um, yeah, that only really made things worse. So for people under like going through abuse, if you happen to be, or if you, you know, or if you know someone, it's just making sure to, yeah, stay objective and just try to try to deescalate as much as possible. How did he get you away from your family? My, my ex didn't. So I, that's kind of new to me to actually. Like, yeah. Well, you and your family yeah. have always been super close. Yeah. And um, so my mom kicked me out when I was 16 years old and I was living with him already because that's that's like the only I didn't have anywhere else to go. And yeah, we were together for most of high school and that's how it started. Yeah. Um, just the fighting and yeah, we were so young. I didn't really know any better. And um, yeah, he was my family for for a while because I, my mom and I weren't talking and I wasn't really uh, I, for listeners of this podcast, I, my dad died of cancer when I was one, so I didn't have a dad. Um, so yeah, it was really a, like a tough time in my life. It wasn't so much tough because I, I, at the time I didn't really feel my emotions or process them. I was just very guarded. And, um, I mean, you knew me in high school, even I was always kind of like, Oh, fuck love. You know, like I'm, I always, <laughs> <laughs> what explain yourself i i just i uh, i don't know the whole time of high school i just saw that as a front <laughs> you knew you yeah. saw past that yeah what <laughs> yeah wow tell me more also because of the fact that i i don't know why i said this but i forgot what um but the thought process of you having a kid came up i was like you're gonna be the the fun crazy mom or something and then I think you took that as a way that I said uh that you were going to be a bad mom and I was like no (laughs) but also (laughs) just the reaction to that I was like nah she believes in love she's she's a liar (laughs) (laughs) so that's how you know yeah I was I'm very I think I used to be very sensitive and I think to an extent I I'm I'm still kind of am I'm so deadly afraid of being like my mother and self-fulfilling prophecy just kidding no (laughs) um I know it will never be that way because 
my mom would never have the same thought process that I'm having right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. Meaning like just the fact that I'm thinking about my kids and that like I'm actively wanting to do right by them and actively wanting to just shower them with love, even though I obviously don't have any kids, but already being proactive about um, raising my kids and like thinking of ways that like I would be a good mom to them. And that's, I know having a kid is not going to be for a very long time. Very long time. Watch you pregnant <laughs> in the next month. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop. That's impossible. Um, How is it impossible? But huh? Because I'm not having <laughs> sex. <laughs> I, I'm just uh, saying, girls can get a lot easier than guys. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the fact that I'm thinking about this, I know my mom would never. And so... I already know I'm going to be a good mom, but especially then at that age when I was so like sensitive about it, I think I probably like knowing me, um, I don't remember it too well, but I I probably was just like, oh my God, no, I can't be like my mother. (laughs) And um, yeah, but at the time, like in high school, I didn't want kids. I was like, I had a very tough exterior and I guess you saw through it when, when you asked me that, but um. Yeah, I was just guarded yeah. and and I didn't really let anyone in, not even the boyfriend I had at the time, just because I was already going through a lot. So I think that uh, I understand not being the way that you want to be. I mean, you don't want to be like your mom. Um, I was reading a book and it kind of has, a, I guess, a theory or nice theory that um, people, mm-hmm. everyone looks or everyone is attracted to the negative effects or negative uh, attributes of their parents. Hmm. Really? And do you think that's true? That seems like a gross overgeneralization. Do, yeah, but do you well. think that's true with you? <laughs> like, what what would you say you're to the negative aspect of, of parents? Mom. Of my yeah. mom. What would? Uh, no, because of anyone like well, ignored me or abandoned me, I'd be like, uh, I deserve better. <laughs> uh, but I think that's maybe now, um, my, my, my new mindset, my new, yeah. like how I think now, um, maybe that's because you've been disconnected from her for a while. I mean, I would say like not living with her and you haven't, um, maybe, I think it has more to do with realizing like my own internal growth, like realizing that I'm worthy of more, realizing that I do not want that reality anymore, that that's not what I want to do with my life. You know, that's not the direction I want to take my life. I want, I, I, I value myself more now because I've built up that my own internal self-esteem and realize that like I'm worthy of such a strong, like better relationship, better family, like good career, et cetera, et cetera. You know, like I, and I will never take anything less now. And that's why if like, I, I come across a relationship where he's not treating me right or, um, you know, playing games or like doing that on and off, on, off, on, off again stuff. Like, no, like I know that I'm worthy of more and I'm, I'm okay with walking away from that now because I don't feel like, oh, like this is it. This is my only chance. No, I know that I'm worthy of something better. Yeah. At When I was like 16 or 17, I did not because I should have walked away the first time that he laid hands on me. What is your um, definition of playing games? Because, yeah. Playing games. I think it could be as small as like waiting a little while to text back Wait, because you don't want to seem desperate. Uh, that is kind of a game. It's, it's, they're just being it's an like, adult and they have other shit to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm just throwing, I'm just throwing examples. Exactly. Like there's also that like, yeah, I'm just being an adult, you know, and I, I do have shit to do, which is like good for you. You know, I, I admire that. Um, I think a big red flag, like side tangent for me is when, and I've had, like, I've dated someone in the past where like, it's, it's all about me, you know, they'll, they'll 
put aside like they don't really have their own thing or like they do they have a job and all this but it's like I love being cared for and I love that you care about me enough but it's when I'm your whole life it's really unattractive because I want to grow together I want you to have your thing I want to have my thing and I want to support each other you know what I noticed and I know I know a lot of girls do this um, myself included and I've recently become aware of it it's you see the best version of them, the best version that they could be. It's like, instead of seeing them for who they are and their flaws and some of the red flags, however minor they may be, you you see them and you meet them and you get excited and you're just like, wow. And you think of the high, the best version of them, you know, and like their potential as opposed to who they are right here, right now, the man in front of you right now. Uh, also, I realized, so... <sighs> Did I finish talking about the things I really like in a person now? I realize being a child around. Um, yeah, having I think these that's talks beautiful. And the last thing was um, caring about other people. Like, uh, you don't. Uh, like, for example, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but you're helping a family member with money stuff and I think we're not together but like you talking to me about that makes me feel like you're a good person and whether it's another friend talking to me like hey maybe I should go see my mom and keep care of her or something like that I'm like those are good people and I think I realize now I realize that quicker when I'm just meeting someone and getting to know people like are they just mostly thinking about themselves or are they thinking about other people yeah yeah no same I think um have you ever I've done this exercise and like I've so many people are like have done it but like just writing out your ideal person like sure you have an ideal person in your head but writing it out is so beneficial not just for yourself but just like putting it on pen and paper and seeing it and like physically putting it into matter you know uh what you want in someone and yeah compassion and kindness just don't be a fucking dick you know (laughs) and like I think it goes past that too to also like hey like think about others you know be kind put yourself in other people's shoes um and that's huge and that's non-negotiable for me as well yeah I think so I have uh kind of playing devil's advocate with that I'm kind of scared of that because I do hear a lot of people doing that but sometimes they go too far and you're like you do know you realize that there's no perfect person you're not always going to have all Mm. these traits so like you might be stopping yourself from actually seeing someone that's really good if you're doing that so I'm like what by by like (sighs) saying that they have to be kind and compassionate no I'm not saying they have to be Jesus okay (laughs) no no I think there's this one I, I had this one romance she had a list it was a very extensive list, but I'm like, okay, a lot of things, these things are given, but then mm. you can't expect everyone to hit all these markers. They're, it's not going to yeah. happen. It's like, I completely. And also, you're it. gonna be fucking bored <laughs> if you what? get your perfect person. <laughs> no, uh-uh. Kiara. Kiara, uh-uh. didn't you have a guy that you said amazing. was amazing? Amazing, but amazing you sex didn't is feel on attracted? that list. You know, but you didn't feel attracted to him. That's like, why amazing or, sex is on the list. Okay, okay. Of, like, but the thing is, like, <laughs> was that I, the only thing? Or was it because you were just talking bored? About? I don't want to. Okay, 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 okay. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Uh, (laughs) It was, yeah, no chemistry, no passion. He checked off all the boxes. Compassionate, kind, just like true. But do you think it wasn't passionate because he was checking out off all the other boxes? No, no, not at all. Um, I didn't respect him. I think I told you this. Okay. I didn't respect him. Um, Why? Why didn't you respect him? I didn't respect him because he wasn't a man. He was a boy. He, uh, in uh, in the way that he did things, I suppose. Um, like what? 
I'm trying to give examples without giving it away because okay, <laughs> I do want to respect his privacy too. He is the most, he's kind of sweetest dude I've ever met, but he just needed to grow up. He didn't, he couldn't have serious conversations. Um, oh, okay. I get you. He, yeah. He, like they're like, not emotionally connected. Or he wasn't very emotional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like uh, he, he couldn't think very deeply. Like he wasn't, um, yes, we had fun and like hit like the play aspect, like being a kid and being goofy, like, Oh my God. I was, you know, I think you were one of the few people that have seen my full on goofiness. I go like yeah. level a hundred. He's, he's, Real quick. <laughs> he's one of the people that I was just like a complete goofball around. Um, and we had fun. He was like a best friend. I could see him as a best friend, but I could not, there was no sexual chemistry because he, I didn't respect him as a man. Yeah. And I didn't respect him as a man because he didn't really know how the real world worked out he um didn't have much ambition i was his only ambition yeah. and that's what that's what i don't like when men when people put uh their goals and dreams on me have your own goals and dreams yeah you know be ambitious for yourself don't do it just because you want to impress me or you want to keep me around no do it for which, yourself yeah which is uh, honestly i think hard and this is why i don't like people going into relationship after relationship you also have to figure out who you are and mm. what makes you happy um and yeah it i think it's hard because you you're all like oh i really like this person now you don't ne might not necessarily know you're doing it but you're putting all this time and effort and then you realize that you're connected with them and you you're codependent on them oh yes yes and I've been I, I've been trying to be more conscious of that. Like as soon as you find a red flag, you need to, you know, and it's a non-negotiable, you need to end that because it's like it's it, it's so common. Like yeah. you keep seeing them just because, oh, like you settle or there's no one out there or you're lonely because COVID, you know, like and you just keep seeing them. You're like, OK, time will pass and eventually like I'll find someone else. Right. But like yeah. you, especially when sexual energy is is exchanged, when you're having sex with someone, there's an emotional bond there. That's that's you're exchanging energy, yeah. you know, and yeah it's deep and even if sex isn't a big thing to you i know some people it, it really isn't i it's still there's still a lot of emotions there and you're making memories together and yeah, yeah. and especially if it's not connected to you like you get clouded if, your mind gets clouded yeah, if you're good i mean i hope i don't know if you're a good partner and your partner really wants it then you're gonna try to make your partner happy um but yeah that's a whole nother thing on its own <laughs> yeah no and i agree um yeah doing things for your partner is really important but um as far as the list is concerned i am open to like i'm not just like if they don't check these things off my list yeah. then i don't want them <laughs> like, yeah but that's what space. i'm saying yeah, yeah exactly yeah, that's I know. what i'm saying yeah leave and space and who knows maybe they'll come around to certain things like for me one of the things that i've been kind of having a hard time finding in a man is spirituality like i want him to be not like spiritual spiritual like i mean obviously it can be that but um it it's more like being a conscious human being you know it's more about like yeah like being self-aware and being conscious about your actions and you know having that compassion you know and i feel like that's spirituality on its own you know i don't expect you to meditate with me all the time i don't expect you to do all these <laughs> things that i like doing all the time you know i want us to be different but i also want you to be yeah just conscious and spiritual in a sense that you know there's something bigger than yourself and respecting that yeah and <sighs> I hate to say this. I don't think a lot of people think like that mm. because of the fact that a lot of people are simple-minded. I would say like 60% of people are six, is simple-minded. They're like, eat, sleep, fuck, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's very hard. I think it's less about being simple-minded. And I think it's more about like them trying to numb, you know, and I used to be this way. Like I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't very self-aware when I was young. Like, uh, do you think I did? Do I think I knew like what my actions were for staying in that abusive relationship when I was a teenager? Like, I wasn't thinking about that in my head. I was just like, I want to be safe. This he's the only person I have. Like, he was all I had at the time. You know, like this is what this is my life. You know, and I didn't think about like, hey, like it's my fucking life. I get I get to choose what I want to do. You know, um, and yeah, I wasn't self-aware. I was trying to numb. I was drinking a lot, you know, being a dumb teenager. Um, and I didn't realize what I was doing. And I think it takes someone 
it just takes you to realize or to really think about what you're doing and being more self-aware and like taking the time to be like, okay, what am I trying to numb right now? Why am I drinking? Why am I smoking? Why am I doing drugs? Like what, <laughs> what am I trying to numb out and how can yeah. I face it? Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Especially when you're going through it. Mm. It's and sometimes you need to fucking Very go for hard. it. Like, hey, you yeah. you like went through, through that rabbit hole and like you needed to do it. Like from what I can hear, like you needed to go through that. Yeah. Really like yeah. tune inwards, you know, and like, hey, if that's what you feel you need, then do it. I'm not saying go do crystal meth. Please do not go do crystal meth. Thank you, Andrew. Give me uh, some of your, uh, give me your podcast name where we can find you. Uh, so my podcast is, tech out loud um almost every social media is that guy andrew with two t's so t-h-a-t-t guy andrew a uh, guy drew not andrew it's drew. that guy drew yeah um and that's about it my i mean your company my company is vivas tech uh software agency very boring but if you need a website or app go ahead um and <laughs> awesome and he's single, ladies. No, <laughs> I'm just fucking I, with him. I mean, I am, but no. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I do want to end it with saying, like, Andrew has literally been one of my closest friends for such a long time, and he's literally like, I remember one one of my coaches. I think I already told you this, Andrew. Like, he, <clears throat> she told me to write down a list of men because I was like having a lot of trust issues at the time, like of who I trusted and who were prime examples of what good men are. And let me tell you, that list was super short, but you were definitely on top of that list. And like, honestly, you like made me realize it's possible. Like there are good men out there and I really appreciate you for that. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you enjoyed listening in, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes. And if you aren't already following me on Instagram, log on and follow me at quest underscore two underscore Ithaca. In the meantime, have the most magical day.